0: a favor and feel my sweater. You know what that's made of? Boyfriend material. You're listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Hey baby, do you have a map? Because I'm getting lost in your eyes. This here is your home for all things Spurs. And now you know If I was serious about having a relationship with someone long-term, the last people I would introduce you to would be my family. Now, just hold on loosely, but don't let go, because here are your hosts.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to a very special Valentine's Day edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am one of your hosts, I am Sam and I'm joined by the delightful, the delicious ladies, it's Dan. Hi,
0: (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) expecting that.
1: Well no, that was the idea, I wanted to see if I could catch you off guard to start with. Uh, Well you've
0: achieved that already, Let's, uh, let's see how the next hour goes. Yeah, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, thanks. How are you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I've not spoken to you on a podcast in ages. No, no,
0: I think no. Uh, you and Matt have struck up a bit of a bond and uh, left me
1: out of the loop. Oh, uh, don't, mate. He, uh, he, he he cheats on me with other podcasts. So <laughs> it's it's a difficult, especially on Valentine's Day, it's a difficult subject to bring up, to be honest with you. No, he, he He goes off, he appears on YouTube channels and... You know, and and every now and again, you know, he might name drop us a little bit, but you know, he I could I can tell his head's been turned. Yeah.
0: Are you gonna um, you gonna give him a phone call late, late tonight, and um, you know, just let him
1: let him know I had a good time with you. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely gonna happen. I might even tweet it. But um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, big big thank you uh, everybody for listening. Welcome. This is a very special edition of the podcast where we're not really gonna talk massively about uh, the current issues etc um we will obviously touch on a couple of things that are current possibly at the end uh we are recording this on wednesday the 13th so we're technically recording it the day before valentine's day so if you're wondering why we're not discussing when you listen to this last night's champions league result it's because at the time we're recording this the game hasn't happened yet so we are neither happy nor sad we are indifferent
0: yeah yeah, well, it's, you know, I'm going to put it out there now. 2-0 yeah. wins,
1: right? Well, I, I was thinking we could record, like, um, a reaction as if we've won, and we could record a reaction as if we lost, and a reaction as if we drew. Yeah. And that way and that way, I could just edit it in, regardless, you know, whichever way it works.
0: I think, you know, we'll go the most likely thing first to record. Something like okay. S- Skip trick.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, that makes perfect sense to me. I,
0: I don't think there's any need to go, go any further. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well done, Skippy. Uh, great performance. Yeah. Um, I yeah. So this podcast then uh, is something me and Dan talk about quite a bit. We talk about uh, just chatting between us, the structure of the squad and the team, and when it comes to a transfer window, we often debate players and who would improve the side and stuff. And we thought maybe. It could be a little bit fun to record that, to put that on a podcast and everyone can kind of get involved. Um we we've we even went backwards and forwards a little bit recently on sort of how we do this with the squads and stuff. But in essence what we're gonna do is we're gonna put ourselves in the shoes of the transfer committee at Tottenham. Um it's the summer, uh, you know, we have just won the Champions League. <clears throat> no. So so this it's this summer coming and we're basically gonna run through who we're keeping, who we're not. Um, we're going to talk about goalkeepers. Then we're going to talk about defenders. Uh, then we're going to talk about midfielders. Then we're going to talk about strikers, attackers. Is that right, with you, mate?
0: It's spot on, mate. But I'm yeah, I've, I've, like you said, like before we started the podcast, I sort of drafted yeah. what I'd like my you know the squad to look like. Yeah. And um, it's so easy to go from realism to just complete and utter, well, not even optimism, just just craziness. Yeah. Um, I found myself having about 20 transfers, and I thought, what, well, what's happened to me?
1: Well, I'm kind of happy you're like that, because I found when I did it, I was being ridiculously the other way. Like, I was kind of looking at the squad going, well... We don't really need to sign any more midfielders because, you know, Sissoko's found form now. And then I was slapping myself in the face like, what are you doing? We all know that's witchcraft currently and it'll all end soon. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of hoping we can strike a bit of a balance then. Because when I got to the attacking positions, I genuinely struggled and I kind of thought to myself, oh, so it's not that easy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Mate, this is going to be anarchy, this podcast, because I'm, oh, good. Well, I'm like one it. end of the spectrum, completely. Yeah.
1: Well, well, I, well, I hope, I think as we go through it, I think some of them might be easier than others. I think goalkeepers might be a little bit easier, but before we get started into it then, I just want to tell people uh, the kind of rules that Premier League clubs are restricted by. So, the Premier League squad, which is what me and Dan are working on, forget Champions League and stuff like that, because obviously that's uh, competitions We're also in the Premier League, the main one. You have to name a 25-man squad for the Premier League. Now, out of those 25 players, you can have a maximum of 17 that are not classed as homegrown. Now, homegrown is a really strange thing because it is players that have been trained at academy level in, in your home FA. So to give you an example, Eric Dyer, full England international, born in Cheltenham, England, but because he was trained in Portugal, he is not classed as homegrown. The the possibly even sillier one is Ben Davies. Now Ben Davies is a Welsh international, Welsh, so you'd probably think, okay, well that makes sense. But of course Swansea, where he was trained, play in the English league, but because they are technically governed by the Welsh FA, he also is not classed as homegrown. Is that? It is. I mean, I know you got to draw the lines somewhere. So there's always going to be some that are a bit odd. But yeah, I was, I was think about that, and especially when you think about like N- Nabil Bentaleb, who came through, who was Algerian, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and he he was homegrown. But then you've got Eric Dyer, an in England international, who's not. Yeah. So yeah, they're strange. But like like we said, you know, it's got to be the lines have got to be somewhere. So. Uh, So it's a maximum of 17 out of the 25 can be non-homegrown. Now, any player who is under 21 at the registration date for the new season doesn't have to be included in that 25-man squad. So if they are 21 or over on the day of it, they have to be included in it to play. If they are under it, you can carry on. So players like Oliver Skitt, for example, they can carry on.
0: That's quite a good thing then, isn't it? To have people well, it,
1: under 21. Well, it was useful when we signed Juan Foy, for example, because he was under 21, so we didn't need to register him. And, of course, he's non-homegrown, which which was very helpful. And, you know, he's a very talented lad, as we know. Yeah. Um, also, Davinson Sanchez, when we first picked him up, although he, he then turned 21 for this season. So, um let's go through it then mate we won't, we won't make it too too complicated but let's talk about the goalkeepers now this season there are uh, four goalkeepers classed as in the first team squad one of them didn't have to be named though he's an academy lad called Whiteman yeah. um, so the three goalkeepers then that are named are Hugo Lloris, Michel Vorm and Paolo Gazaniga. Uh, all three of them are not homegrown uh, for you what what changes, if any, would you make to those three?
0: I think uh, I think everybody will sort of agree that Vaughn is uh, is in his final season for us. So yep. I'd, I'd be quite happy to see him leave at the end of the season, and basically I'd happily replace him with any anybody that'll help fulfil the homegrown quota. Yeah. Um. So for me, that that literally could be yeah the Milkman. If he's, if he counts as homegrown, <laughs> and, you know, he'll, he'll take up a place in the reserves for the rest of the season, that, that's fine by me. It, I mean, it can be Whiteman if it wanted to be. It, yeah. it could quite easily be somebody like Jack Bull and that, that I think we'd be able to pick up quite easily, but, um, yeah, yeah as long as they're homegrown, I really, I really couldn't care less.
1: So, so in your mind, you're thinking that third spot needs to be filled with a homegrown player.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you know, if you look at an example, it's it's bad to be looking at Chelsea for an example. Um, yep. But they got Rob Green in for the season. Yep. Rob Green, who's like previously been playing like two games in the Championship for for yeah. Leeds or whoever, um, you know, he'll it, never get a game. He'll never play for Chelsea ever. Nope. But if if he fits the bill for for what clubs need, so you know it makes
1: sense. Then that's what we need to do. No, I agree. The the manager's thinking, and it's the reason why we signed Paulo Gazaniga, is that he likes to have a third choice goalkeeper with some first team experience. Um, in case you ever have a scenario, you know the holy hell scenario where both your keepers are out. Now, it is so rare that that happens, that both your first and second choice keeper are injured, but that has happened to us twice in the last two seasons. Yeah. Um, So, you know, for, for us sort of going, yeah, it's rare, you know, stick anyone in there. It has actually happened to us as a club. Now, my personal opinion, similar to yours, is I would rather we spend the money in terms of transfers and wages in different places of the team. Yeah. So so to my way of thinking is uh Michel Vorm when his contract runs out the summer thank you for your service sir off you go yeah. um and I'd promote Whiteman to be in the third choice keeper um he turns 21 in October of this year so he will need to be named in the 25 man squad but he will be homegrown, and then you've got other academy keepers like Brandon Austin around a similar age, uh, similar kind of ability as well, who you can take up that fourth role if need be. Um, but yeah, I, I'd promote. I, I wouldn't go looking to sign like a thirty-eight-year-old, you know, like Rob Green style. I'd much rather us promote a keeper who's worked with the goalkeeping coaches for a good couple of years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, you know with a lot of these things. It comes down to. Opinion within within the Spurs management. Oh yeah, so big time. Yeah. Is it, is it Tony Jimenez? Yeah, is that's that's the guy. Yeah, Pop trusts coach.
1: him. Yeah. yeah, Pop trusts him completely with goalkeepers. Um, if Tony says he's ready, I think Pop could be. Yeah, I'm happy with that. If Tony says no, you know you need to sign somebody. I think that's where we go. Because you remember we got that uh, Paul Lopez in on loan for that season.
0: Yeah, and he was supposed to be you know tips for big things
1: wasn't it yeah well well, they really rated him but the this is kind of the crazy thing they really rated him but i think we agreed a fee of like three million for him and tony Jimenez was like no you know we we can we can get better for less um and we ended up signing uh for one and a half i think so it, it really did come down to Tony Jimenez on that decision um and I think Pock trusts him implicitly when it comes to goalkeepers like what he says goes so like you like you just pointed out I think in this summer if we do sign a keeper, then I think perhaps Whiteman definitely needs to get out on loan yeah um but yeah yeah uh, for me, I'd let Michelle go and I'd promote. Whiteman to be in the third choice. I think he's pretty nailed on that. Gazanegas are a definite second choice now, and I I like to think he's really pushing Hugo as well.
0: Yeah. Well, for for me, Hugo, you can't get rid of him. I know he's had his problems this season. We won't, we won't touch yeah. on that anymore. Then no. we have to improve his podcast. But um, yeah, he's he's still a man. He's World well Cup winner. He's he's the yeah. captain of the club. He's well, last match. He was absolutely incredible. He was... that is the reason why he's the number one. He's gone mm. under a bit of scrutiny recently, but no, he was absolutely yeah. fantastic. And and he's still number one for me. No, and I agree I, with you, mate. I, I think he will be for the next two, three seasons, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I like that he's being pushed again. I, I felt Michelle Vaughan pushed him when we first got him in. Uh, I know a lot of people have never liked Vaughan. I I, I actually quite did. Um, and I felt he his, him being there and him... Being used to being first choice at Swansea kind of pushed Hugo to the next level. Yeah. But last, the end of last season and into the start of this season, you know, Michel Vorm unfortunately, perhaps you know, father time caught up with him, or or perhaps confidence because of a few mistakes, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, we're kind of in this situation where he he, he didn't hit a level, and I think perhaps Hugo was able to relax. But since Gazaniga stepped in and he's played brilliantly. Um, you know, even games we've lost and he's conceded, I think he's done very well. Um, I I think that's taking Hugo back up to that level again. Yeah. So yeah, I'd agree yeah with I agree that, with, you. Yeah. I'd agree yeah. with you, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so moving on for goalkeepers then. Uh, the right back situation at the club now. Um, the fullback back situation full-stop is kind of a, an interesting one. I know there's a lot of debate out there. Um, people tend to think the best Pochettino team we've had had Walker and Rose at their best, and people miss that dynamism from our fullbacks. So if we just look at the right-back situation at the moment, technically we have three right-backs in the first-team squad. You have Kieran Trippier, uh, the Cafu from Burnley. Uh, you have... Aurier and you have Carl Walker Peters. Of those three right backs, I think we only need two in in the first team squad. I don't think you need three. Yeah. Um what what would you do at right back? Would you would you clean house? Would you what what would be your plan?
0: Well, for me, you know, you've got to uh you've got to have a you know, an eye on the homegrown quota, so you can't yep. you can't really be getting rid of somebody like Trippier. He's he's been he's been pretty poor this season, but at the same time, he is an England, he he has been the the big stage, you know, with um with England and with us in the past. So yep. I think I think you've got to keep him, but uh to be honest, I I'd love to get rid of Aurea. Uh, I I think he's um. I think he, he's he's just a bad influence on the camp. Um, yeah. I don't like the the negative press that that's you know associated with him and the sort of baggage that he brings. Um, and I, I don't think over the past sort of is it eighteen months he's been with us.
1: Uh, longer. I think. I think this is his. Uh, he's had he had one season. This is. Oh, it could be eighteen months. Yeah. It feels like a long time. It. It does,
0: and yeah. I don't think in that time he's impressed, does he? Um, no, uh, he
1: he certainly hasn't made the right back position his in any sense.
0: I mean, like you said earlier, we're recording before tonight's match, and he, he's probably going to start tonight. He he mm. could have an absolute blinder. Um, yeah,
1: that could be quite funny for anyone listening to this. <laughs> you know, the man of the match, Sergio or of course. Just as likely, mate, he gets sent off yeah. and gives away a penalty doing it. Yeah. You know, I think
0: in the, the time he's been with us, he's been more of a liability than anything. Um, yeah, I agree. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to get rid of him. And, no, I... any sort of money we can, you know, recoup from from, you know, what, what we bought him for, that would be right. that'd be great. And um...
1: well, I I think I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Yeah, I would actually get rid of both Sir Aurier and Kieran Trippio. Right. Um, just my thinking is, I think if we sell Trippier now, England international, about 27 years old, I think we'd get fairly decent money for him. I know I'm sounding like Daniel Levy, not a football man here, so keep with me. Um, but I don't think this, I think this season has possibly showed us as fans, he is a very good wing back, but for whatever reason, he seems to have forgotten the basics that he used to do very well to be a very good fullback. Um, and, you know, we change our system a lot, even mid game. Um, Serge Oriate, for all the reasons you just said and more, I'd like him out of the club. Um, so for me, I would promote Carl Walker Peters, but I would be going hell for lever to sign Wan-Bissaka.
0: He's he's also on my list, yeah. But, you know, with that being said, he's probably on Man City's list and Man United's list and, yeah. you know, Arsenal and Chelsea. and I think yeah. I think it was in the press today. Dortmund want him.
1: Yeah, no, they do. Yeah.
0: In- incredible, <laughs> um, but, you know.
1: It's, I, uh... I, I genuinely believe that if we were to make the offer and it be an offer that Palace are happy with, and don't get me wrong, I know that's not our strong suit. Yeah, that's a
0: tough ask, yeah.
1: But, but you know, if we're selling Trippier and Aurier, then that should enable us to fund a move for Wan-Bissaka. Yeah. Um, and th- it's the way we got to look at because I think Carl Walker-Peters is an excellent right-back. He's very attack-minded, but he can play full-back and wing-back. I think Wan-Bissaka, although a very similar age, is a slight level above him. Um, especially in the attacking sense, he he feels he feels for me when I'm watching him more like the sort of Danny Rose, Carl Walker in their prime, yeah, type of fallback um he he was a player i wasn't even on my radar it was you who actually pointed him out to me i think because i think the first time you said him to me i said well that's no good he's not homegrown you're like yeah he's english dude (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah, yeah. so so that's that's important to point out because a few people listening might be going really uh yeah he is homegrown he's english uh born Mm -hmm. in london so um and that's the other thing you know we got a bit of a uh, Not above other London clubs at the moment because we are the Premier London team. As mad as that may sound for all of us who've been around a long time, um, Chelsea and Arsenal are kind of fighting for Europa. We're Champions League at the moment and we have been for a few years. And long may that continue as well. Um, I I think if the lad want to stay in London, uh, play at a state of the art new stadium when it opens. Let's let just hope he wasn't looking forward to the cheese room, of course, which has now been abandoned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for me, right back, I'd like to line up Carl Walker Peters and Wan Bissaka. You'd like to line up Trippier and Wan Bissaka? Yeah,
0: I've I've kind of got I, uh, I've kind of got Carl Walker Peters as um as as a third option for both so, right back yeah. and left back.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that that's why Pox definitely kept him around and not loaned him, is because he does have the ability to cover in at left back as well.
0: Right, well pressing on to left back then. Yep. Uh in terms of what I've gone for, I've I've this it might be a bit controversial, but I've got Danny Rose. Yep. And I've kept him. Um yep. but uh I've gone for Ben Chilwell as well.
1: Ooh, nice choice. I ah, know,
0: but again, it, it's one which you know you you have to really fight for him because he's he going would, to attract yeah. a lot of interest. But again, he's homegrown and he looks a very good player. Agreed. The the yeah. controversial part of the whole left back is that I would sell Ben Davis and uh, yeah. I, I'd I'd love to cash in on him whilst uh, whilst we can because, like you said uh, earlier, he's uh, he's not homegrown and yep. to be honest i don't think i've seen him really develop in the past couple of seasons
1: no i i i actually agree with you um when it comes to ben davies um i i've been quite a fan of him in the squad because he can cover left back well He did seem to develop his game to go left wing back for a very short time, but then it went backwards rapidly. Perhaps a confidence thing, I don't know. But I always quite liked him in the squad because he can play on that left side of central defence as well. So, you know, know, central defence, injuries and stuff, and in the game, changing tactics is quite useful to have someone with that, that versatility. But like you, when I was looking at this squad and I was trying to address the balance of homegrown players and stuff like that, and I've watched recently Danny Rose find that form again. And I think if I was the club now, I'd look to try and tie Danny to a new deal. Yeah. And I'd look to keep him. But what I'd like him to do is mentor a younger player. Um, now, I know you've gone for Ben Chilwell. I've actually gone for Sessing Young from Fulham.
0: God, I, I, well, I, I love him as well, yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I think both players are going to, take a lot of um, a lot of money
1: and a lot of sort of grafting to, to, to try and get them to the club but uh, I, I agree I'm, and don't get me wrong mate I think as we go through this some of them people listening are going to say no chance yeah. but you know we're going through and we're, uh, it's not unrealistic you know Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace and Ryan Sessignon from Fulham especially if Fulham go down yeah is not unrealistic, but the club have to part with the money. Yeah. You know, Fulham, even though they get relegated, can easily say, look, he's 50 million. And, and the reason why they can say that is because he's 18 years old and has just played another season, in the, you know, another four season in the Premier League. And he's learning all the time. Now, now the thing about Sessignon is they've played him this season, he's very rarely played left back. He's typically either played a wing back role or as a winger, an attacking forward. Yeah. And when we were linked with him last summer, we were apparently looking at him in the kind of Gareth Bale, you know, left wing rather than rather than the starting him at left back. For me, I just think if you partnered him up at left back with Danny Rose, who started as a winger and moved the wing back, etc. He could really develop. Danny, as we've seen, to hit top form, unfortunately, just can't do it every game. You know, there's just no way he can do it. Um, If you've got a young lad like Cessignon who you can manage, you know, because he's still only 18, 19, you're going to want to manage his game time and his development. And you've got Danny Rose sort of towards pushing towards the end of his career, if you like, uh, and he can learn from him. I just think it'd be a great combination at left back.
0: They say that about wingers as well that that play the fullback position. A lot of the time, they get more freedom doing that because yeah, you know, obviously there's another player in front of them that defenders have to worry about, and quite often yeah. they leave the fullback to their own devices. And they do, you know, yeah. It, it it would be good because Danny Rose is what 28, 29. Yeah, 28,
1: 29. Yeah. Yeah, so you
0: know, it, it's it's you know, bringing through that young blood into the team as well. Yeah. Um, and I think he is a bit of a like-for-like as well. You know, they're both tap-minded players. Yeah. And like you said before, the the both ex-wingers or, or, you know... Yeah,
1: current. Yeah. Well, I mean, but at the same time, I would not be unhappy if it was Ben Shilwell.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, well. You know,
1: so... I think I think we can agree that those two as targets for a
0: left back would be ideal. Yeah, did, did you keep an eye on Chilwell against us the other day? I did
1: mate. Yeah. I, and again I was really impressed by him yeah. because defensively he did well. Um most of our attacks came down their left, came down their right not not his side yeah. and also he's he has got an engine on him. You know, 90 odd minutes and he was still getting right up almost like a winger sometimes. So yeah, I, I was actually dead impressed with him. I, I was sort of like, you know, you passed your audition, kid. Well yeah. done. Stop trying so
0: hard. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I was
1: impressed now, too. Now, the next one, uh, central defence. Now, t- now currently, we have four out-and-out central defenders in the first-team squad. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we've got Davinson Sanchez, Toby Alderweireld, Jan Vertonghen and Juan Foyf. And... All four of them are obviously non-homegrown players. Now, um, I don't know about you on this. So I'll, I'll start with me and then I'll come to you. I would love it, although I think it's completely unrealistic. I would love it if we could agree a deal to keep Toby at the club for a couple more years. Yeah. Um, so my ideal scenario is that we actually keep those four. <laughs> yeah we we don't we don't change our defenders at all because toby and Jan are just great and i think sanchez and Foyth are just developing all of the time and are already very good defenders
0: uh i don't have anything to add to that mate because that that's pretty much what i've got down i've got yeah. i've got a question mark against toby and i'm sure you Sa- do as same well. as me yeah i mean I,
1: I like i said it is my ideal scenario now If we were to take it that he does leave for 25 million then, um, is there a central defender currently in the league? Um, Pochettino likes to have sort of left foot to the left side, right foot to the right side. Um, I think Jans left footed, Sanchez is right, Foyf's right. So I think he'd like to sign a left-footed central defender if he could. Right. Um, the the obvious one that springs to mind but really hasn't done very well this season is Alfie Mawson. Um, he was at Swansea last year and really stood out even though they went down. He signed for Fulham and he got injured right at the start of the year. But, uh, but every game I've watched him play, he just looks really sluggish. Yeah. Um, which is something he didn't before so although he looks very composed on the ball etc he just looks yeah you know he just doesn't look a, a good player now which which is unfortunate sometimes injuries can do that i know but from a central defender point of view can you think of anyone this out there at the moment? You'd look the sign.
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not a professional scout or anything. No, um, well, no, no. Um, I don't play FIFA or anything, so I can't tell you who's uh, who's the net up and coming oh, talent. Oh God, no. no. Um, but you yeah, know, I think if you're looking in the English league, you, you're probably looking at Newcastle's captain, Lascelles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. young. He's he's English. You know, it's Tick the boxes in terms of. Is he part. English? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, um, really? I thought he was French. No, no, he, he came from Nottingham Forest, I think. Really? Yeah, <laughs> go, go, Google it whilst I'm chatting and see. Yeah, if, see dude, I'm I. Right. I yeah. No, um, seriously,
1: I've got to stop talking about it, just assumptions on people's names. I'm <laughs> yeah,
0: um, if you Yeah, if you heard him speak, he's definitely not French. Um, well, <laughs> but yeah. Is it.
1: Jamal Lascelles. That's it, yeah.
0: Um, Then there's the other guy, the the Dutch lad from uh, Ajax, who I think he was voted Young Player of of the Year. Uh,
1: Um, Delight.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know what you'd have to pay to get him because... Yeah. yeah,
1: un unfortunately I think Barcelona have got dibs. Yeah. Um they've just signed De Jong and it would appear they're looking to sign the other one as well. Yeah, but no. Going back to Jamal, uh Yep, English, born in Derby, uh six foot two, he's twenty five years old, turns twenty six in November of twenty nineteen. Uh, kind of hitting his prime for a central defender then. Represented England at every level, including under-21. Hasn't made a senior England call yet. No. Enter Pochettino. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, you know, he's a bit older than I thought, but at the same he, time,
0: he's had about three seasons in the Premier League. now. With Newcastle I was about well. to say,
1: and every time I've watched them play against us, he really impressed me in the game the other day. Yeah. Um, I thought he was an absolute rock, you know. I, he, one of those performances from a defender, even though we we scored, I was kind of like, ah, poor bugger.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't questioned Tottenham's um, lack of leadership or anything. Um, no. But at the same time, he's been captain of Newcastle since he was about twenty one. So that tells yeah. you something for a player to be to be trusted in that sort of role at, at that age. So he's, he must have a level head. And no, uh and yeah, he, you know he looks quite a player, and if you could pick him up, I know you're not going to pick anybody up for peanuts these days, but no, no. you've got to fancy our chance of these sort of players. But my only worry is that people are listening and thinking, we are Champions League team, yeah. we're trying to win the Premier League, and we're looking at players from Crystal Palace, Leicester, and Newcastle.
1: Well, yeah, I did. It, is, it is a valid thing, because like I said to you, when I was doing this, I found it a lot harder than I thought I was going to, yeah. because I found myself kind of looking at it going, well, we can't sign that person, we can't sign that person, and, you know, well, that person's going to Barcelona, etc, I'd love to sign that person, but they're like 150 million, we're never going to do that, so I did end up, Going down this route of kind of looking at clubs that are clubs that we could sign players from because there's a few players at Chelsea I'd love to sign, but I know for a fact we won't do business with them, no. so it's kind of pointless. Like Loftus Cheek, I would love him at Tottenham. I think Pochettino could turn him into one of the best midfielders in the world. He, he Gen- yeah. genuinely believe it, no, definitely, definitely. He, um,
0: he's a player that we
1: both like, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. I, I think he, he could be something really special with the right coach. Unfortunately, at Chelsea, the coaches and the management team change every season if not more than that yeah. no kids ever going to develop there no. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hoping more of them realise that because I've noticed because I follow the academy quite a lot there's a couple of lads in our academy now who are doing great were born in Chelsea right? <laughs> now, now they would have been Chelsea all day long um, but both of them have come to us because they've looked at it and gone well what the Chelsea actually do with players there. Yeah. You might earn a few more quid as a teenager, but most of them fizzle out, yeah. you know, or, or sit on a bench. So, um, going back to it then, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that. And I think perhaps some people listening might be thinking, where's your ambition. The thing I'd say is a lot of players who go on to do great things at clubs are signed from other teams. Yep. um, so, once upon a time, Man United were the most dominant team in the league, and they would sign players from other clubs on a regular... I mean, they took sharing them from us when we were a mid-table mid team, he won in the Champions League, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, um, look, look more recent for, for us personally as well, and look at someone like Danny Alley.
1: Yeah, perfect at, example. At the
0: time, nobody would have given him you know, a cat in hell's chance of, of making it for nope. Spurs, but... No, no, it'd be uproar if he was to leave, you know, he's, uh, well, he's one of you, our you
1: main can, men. You can't imagine him being fit and not starting, you know, he's like Harry Kane. The two of them are fit, they start. Um, so, yeah, you, you're spot on, and I think that's how people need to look at it, rather than sort of thinking to yourself, a player's only good if you sign him for 100 million. You know, look look at us, when we, the two Two of the most expensive players we've ever signed is Eric Lamella and Moussa Sissoko. Now, both of them have definitely had their moments for us. And, you know, Sissoko at the moment is just playing out of his skin. But when you look at the to- how much we signed them for and the impact they made when they came in, you know, it was nothing. It was like money down the drain. Yeah. So spending a big fee on a player doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, you've got to get the right player. Um, and, I, and I think, because of course it's my opinion, and you think because it's your opinion, the people we're picking out are, are players that could improve the team. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so defenders wise, we're kind of set on that. Now I want to move into midfield. Um, but I want to kind of focus on the the kind of holding box, the box kind of midfielders. So not not the Ericsson's of this world, etc. Not the playmakers that are further forward. I'm talking about, at the club at the moment, I'd say we have Eric Dyer, Victor Wanyama, Musa Sissoko, Harry Winks. Of course, we did have Musa Dembele, uh, but he's gone and we got the academy lad, Oliver Skip, now taking that place. Um, So, looking at those four, Eric Dyer, Wanyama, Sissoko and Winks, for you, my friend, what changes, if any, would you make going into next season?
0: Uh, I've already sold... Sissoko and Wanyama, in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah...
1: S- Sissoko, who's single-handedly taken us the Champions League glory? Yeah. going
0: to sell him? Well, you know, when Real Madrid come in for him, you know, his, yeah. his head's turned. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Strike
1: with the iron's hot, I get you. Yeah, exactly.
0: But, um, no, I think as much as he's impressed this season, he's impressed for our expectation of him. Oh, OK. I honestly don't think... If if he played for any other team, we as Spurs fans would be, you know, saying how good he's been playing because we wouldn't. He, he's a player that goes under the radar. He works his socks off, um, but in reality, he doesn't have the ability that you know that that's going to win you the Champions League or or you know win you the, the Premier League. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Well, I'm not sure if it is fair to be honest. I think you know I'm doing a bit of an injustice, but well, you it, it's,
1: it's your opinion. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's that's the main thing. I mean, people listening might not agree to it, but but it's your opinion. Now, for me, he's been a real workhorse for us. I mean, in the last game, for example, him bringing that ball forward, I thought was immense. And when he does that, he has that feeling of Dembele about it again, which is once he's going, there's no stopping him unless you foul him. Yeah. Um, and and I love that, and it's the kind of that's the kind of thing when we signed him, we all hoped we'd see, because we watched him do it for France at Euro twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um. Of course we didn't. Um. <laughs> until till now. But um. I I kind of agree with you that now if we're gonna sell him would be the best time because he's just really showcased what he can do. And when it comes to Wan Yama, yeah, that's a difficult one for me. I love the guy. I think he's a brilliant defensive midfielder. Yeah. But His injury record for two years, to me, means that I I think we as a club need to replace him.
0: Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah, In the last two years that he hasn't really been played, uh, have we missed
1: him? That's a a difficult thing to say. I mean, could he have made the difference in games that we lost by closing the shop if he was fully fit? Uh, We'll never know.
0: Would he have been too defensive in games where Winx has played, though? And um, you know, would have, would have sat deeper and potentially not have won matches. So, yeah, you, you know, there's, there's two sides to the coin on this one. But um, you know, there's also another player that's getting older. He's getting older. He's he's getting more and more injuries. Yeah, I think if you cash in and get ten mil for him, then you'd be doing yeah. well. Um, and it's ten mil that could be put towards towards potentially better players. I mean, okay. I, I like technically gifted players. Um. Yeah, I like the sort of player where they hit a ball and it just pings. Yeah. Um. So yeah. This, you know, in terms of midfield, that that role that you're talking about, you know, centre centre of the mid. Yeah. Um. I'd love to keep Winks and Dyer, and I think we will. Yeah. Um. I I've got a list of about three, four different players that I think would be a fantastic <laughs> fit.
1: Okay, well, go on because I only had one, so let me just give you my one first, and that's Undumbele. i I've got him. Yeah. Okay, uh, I've watched him play a few times since we got linked to him last summer, um, and I watched him play. He is, he is the closest to Dembélé that I've seen from a young player. <laughs> where he is, he is box of box. He is a machine. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really like him. I, I think he'd be a great player. But then. Whilst I was looking at how to spell his name for this, I I found online that he's basically being linked with every massive club you can imagine, yeah. and the fee they're talking about is like sixty million and up. Yeah. So uh, I have no idea if that's one that's even reasonable, but I I struggle with this particular position. So so go on, mate. Who else did you have?
0: Well, you've got you've got to have some sort of ambition. Like we are Tottenham Hotspur, yep. it is time that we actually start to sign players. We, you know, we haven't done anything big in the market for ages. Nope. Um, there's no better time than this season. So, you know, you've sold them barely already for ten, eleven mil. Yeah. We're looking at selling, um, you know, uh, Wanyama, Suzuka. Yep. Let's say you've got another ten mil for each of them. You've got thirty yep. mil towards a player. Yeah. Well. You know, Undon Bailey's is not not out of the question. Nope. So I'd love to sign him, but then uh, I think Ruben Neves has been exceptional for Wolves this uh, season.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has been. It, yeah, I agree. It's
0: it's criminal that he's playing for Wolves. Like, I I don't know how <laughs> he's playing there.
1: Uh, it's a massive apology to all Wolves fans, but why the hell are you listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be a fantastic signing. Again, it's probably not one that's going to be the most exciting, but then you've got a lot of PSG, who's apparently said he's too good for us. But oh, Rabiot. Okay. I, I still don't believe that he said that. It's it's not been quoted by him. It's it's probably his mum that's, you know... It, if your mum's anything like my mum, then you know they'll probably think you know, you are the best in the world, so you should be playing for Barcelona <laughs>
1: or Real Madrid, so... Me yeah. me, and you are very different models. <laughs> <we find. laughs> um,
0: and then uh, Tielemans, who who played for Leicester as well. Yes. Yeah, he was supposed yeah. to be available.
1: He is, and that, that was the one I was kind of... We looked at him in the past, and the reason why we didn't make a move for him, apparently, was because Potts, like, we got Harry Winks. Um, now you, I think it was you said to me. Well, yeah, we do have Winksy, but if we got Tildman, then they can push each other. Yeah, well,
0: you, well know. What, what, you know, we we fans. I've said it before. I think you, you're you know a bit more on the side of of Spurs to be honest. But I personally don't think that we, we have great squad depth. So what mm. you know you can idea oh, well we've got Winks. Well, why not have both?
1: Yeah, well, the the argument with that would be, at the time, for example, we had Sissoko, Wanyama, Dembele. If you sign Tilman's as well, then our homegrown quota was gone. Yeah. You know, what I mean by that is, you know, Winks is there. We don't need to sign him and sacrifice that spot. Yeah. I, I think, like you just said, if Wanyama and Sissoko leave, I, I personally would love to sign that kid, especially now he's getting half a season in the Premier League. Yeah. So we can kind of watch him because... Leicester have got him, there is no agreement for a fee, Um, so at the end of the season, he's available, you know, Leicester might go in for him if he plays really well, we Will might go in for him, other clubs might, but at least now we can kind of, someone else is paying his wages and we can sit back and see how he does. His first game against us, I thought he was
0: great. Yeah, it was almost as though he was auditioning for the job.
1: Well, exactly, yeah, Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? Uh, But... It is It is a key thing. You know, you've pointed out, we are Tottenham Hotspur, we are an established Champions League team now. So, you know, I, I say all this with the greatest confidence that we're going to be there again next season, of course, yeah, but he says, touching wood. Um, but genuinely, I, I I think that if a player, you know, finishes the season, yeah, I've got to, you know, I enjoyed my time in English football, I'd like to go back there, hey, Mr. Agent, sir. Okay, well, Leicester would like you but also Tottenham would like you. OK, well, live in London, that's a tick for most foreign players. Play in the Champions League, there's your other tick. The only issue would be, of course, is Leicester are probably offering about forty grand more
0: a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's the other yeah. big thing that has to change, you know, people we, yeah.
1: well, 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 Daniel Levy says you can have a signed Jermaine Gina shirt and three and free days out in the cheese room. What cheese room? Exactly. <laughs> um, OK, so so we got that. I mean... The only thing I'd say is if we, so let's say we did sign, uh, so we got Winks and Dyer and we signed Tilsman to come in. Dyer for me is a defensive midfielder who is great positionally. You know, he can put a tackle in, obviously, you know, he's a defender, but when he covers our fullbacks bombing forward, that's when I really rate Dyer. That's the kind of defensive midfielder that he is for me. Um, He does a lot of that work. People don't see it and berate him. I, I, I like him for that. Wanyama was a destroyer, you know, a bit like Kante, you know, just interceptions, hitting people, getting in their face, I kind of think we do need that in the squad, so, but I, I, you know, you look around for a player like that, you're going to have to unearth one, you know, you're not going to, because I mean, you think about Kante, when Leicester signed him, came from like the French third division, I think, or something crazy, yeah. You know, we're we're gonna have to try and find one and unearth one, um, or or just do that. Because for me, I think you do need that in the squad. Even if it's a guy who sits on a bench and then you you know bring Igor on to kick people for twenty minutes. Sometimes you just got to shut a game down, and that's the kind of thing you need.
0: Isn't that player skip for you?
1: No, I mean at the moment we're not seeing skip in the first team what Skip is because he's learning every single game and he's getting minutes and he, you know, he's basically getting sent on by Pochettino with this is your job. (laughs) You do this. Don't try anything else. (laughs) You go on and you do this. Um, He is very much box to box, right? Skip can tackle. He can block play definitely, but the kid's got a range of passing on him, which I think will impress people once his confidence grows. And also the kid can score goals. Um, So he just has to get that, uh, you know, acclimatise the first team surroundings. He needs to get stronger physically. Uh, I mean, too many times in the first team he's been brushed off the ball. Um but that'll come because at the level he was playing at, you know, he, he came through our academy and he was playing older levels than he was all the time. He was in the under eighteens when he was sixteen, he was playing for the under twenty threes when he was seventeen, he's now in the first team and he's eighteen. So he he will develop, I know he will, and he'll adjust and the more the more minutes he gets this season, the better a player we're gonna have next season and going forward. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he isn't a destroyer. I I know a fair few press people have got him marked as a defensive midfielder. That's not right. If I if I'm going to put him as any player who people would recognize instantly, I'd say he's more of a Scott Parker type player, which is tactically very good, um but will bring the ball forward. Right. You know, okay. but he's he's not dire. he's not wan um, we do have a couple of players who do that role, though. Uh, the lad Amos, Amos is a real destroyer. He he will sit there, and of course, but of course, he had that bad injury. Yeah, he's really unfortunate, wasn't it? Really yeah, otherwise, this season could have been his breakthrough. Now, you never know how people are going to come back from that. But in preseason, of course, he could come back like an absolute machine. And Pochettino's like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah. I don't need the side of defensive midfielder. i got Amos." And I remember when he converted Eric Dyer into a defensive midfielder and everyone was screaming for him to sign one. And then all of a sudden Dyer was doing it and we were like, oh, damn, brilliant. Yeah. So I think we've got to trust the boss and stuff like that. But for me, I do think you need that option in the squad. But I, I'd i love the Tillman's kids or Undambele, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: you know, I think they're doing quite well, actually, in terms of agreeing.
1: It's not been too bad. I think it's the strikers where we're going to fall out. Right, okay. Um but but so attacking midfielders then. Now I've got listed here for attacking midfielders Deli, Eriksson, Lucas and Lamella. Right. I've got that weird feeling like I've missed somebody. Yeah. Um it's... I class Sonny as a forward. Okay. Right. Yeah, which I know which I know Lucas could be as well, but I, I it's kind of the strange because of the way we play, but um, Lucas, Lamella, Ericsson and uh, Dem I mean Delhi for me is definitely staying. <laughs> yeah. He signed a new six year deal for a one and you know, he's a great player. Christian Ericsson is the, the question mark, a bit like Toby. Um if we're talking ideally, for me, ideally I'd like to get him signed to a new deal. What about you?
0: He's the person that misses Tick. I think, you know, he's literally yeah. the heartbeat of the team, so you've you've gotta keep him by Offering whatever he wants, just just sign sign
1: on the bottom line, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I I don't I think I've said it before. I don't think it's a money thing. Genuinely, I don't think it is. I think he's just, do I want to go and play in Spain? I think in his mind he's thinking, if I'm going to go, now's the time to go. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's one of those things. You know, Pochettino's talked about. You know, we just got to trust him to make his mind up and then let us know. I think if it gets to the summer and the club say to him, look, you know, this is the deal. Are you signing it? Otherwise <laughs> we're going to have to look to move you on. Yeah. Um. It's, it's unfortunate, but I mean, I don't know what we get for him. I know that sounds really stupid, but of course in the summer, he's only got one year left on his deal. Now, if he had like a five year deal with us or something like that, and he said, look, I'd like to go to Spain. Any of those clubs are going to have to spend 150 million plus the game. Yeah.
0: I right. I I think with with Levy as somebody you know in charge of of negotiations, you, you'd you'd
1: get about a hundred for him. Yeah, it be it'd be interesting. I mean, I I don't want him to go. No. Let's put it that way. But I I know Matt put to me that you know you look at Liverpool, they didn't want Coutinho to leave, and he was by far and away their best player but they sold him and they're a better side for it now Yeah. and Matt put to me could us selling Ericsson do that now the only thing that worries me with that is and I think a few fans might agree with me on what you already be thinking it is Liverpool took the Coutinho money and invested it very very well yeah. and our record for signing players when we do sign players has been crap yeah you know, I, I can't remember, I, I, in fact, I think Dele is possibly the last, I'd say, great signing we've made. And we, like you pointed out, when we signed him, that was kind of like a score player.
0: Yeah, well, the the issue I see is, say we get 100 mil for Ericsson, the market is already too inflated for Daniel Levy. Yeah. Once other clubs know we've got 100 mil to spend.
1: Yeah, spot on, yeah, good
0: you point. Know, You'd be looking at getting, I don't know, like, I don't know, Ashley Westwood from Burnley or something, and he'll be about 70 mil. You know, Daniel yeah, Levy. I, I, I hear you. we we'll, yeah. we'll put it in his back pocket, he'll pay for a few months of the stadium, and, uh, you know, sell, we'll never see sell, it again.
1: Sell Christian Eriksen for 100 million and sign James Ward Price for 50p. Yeah, wow. I liked it. You liked that, yeah. Yeah. Not to replace Ericsson, but in that boiler room for midfield, if we signed him, I wouldn't be mad about it, put it that way, but I was trying to be ambitious, so I didn't say him. No. no, I I said Undumbele instead. I'm Um, I'm
0: shaking my head just at the thought of that, but never mind. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, when I suggested John Joe Shelby, I thought you were going to hit me. So, (laughs) Lucas. Now, what... He started the season brilliantly, and I kind of thought, yes, that was a good sign-in. Yeah, he didn't have the initial impact in January, but he's had a pre-season now, and the kid is going to be great for us. And then we had this issue where him and Kane just don't seem to be able to get the best out of each other when they're both playing, and therefore he was in and out of the team, on the bench, and to me, he looks like a guy whose confidence is shot.
0: Do you know what I I disagree with you there because I think Kane did get the best out of Lucas. It was just the opposite way around. We just didn't. Oh, yeah. We just didn't Fair, see yeah. Kane at all. Yeah. You know no, I mean? Okay.
1: Yeah. That, that's yeah. My my wording was poor. You're Yeah. Right. If, yeah
0: you're right. If, if that's what you you know you're having to sacrifice to get the best out of Lucas, then you don't want him in the team. But I see it more from um from a perspective that I think he's still settling. He, he's got to terms mm. with the pace of the Premier League. He's, yeah, he has. He's, no, he's, yeah, he's part of the squad. He's getting minutes. So this really is his first proper season with us. It is definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite happy to give him another season. I agree. On the contrary, no, I, I agree.
1: I was just talking. Yeah. Um. What about Lamella? Yeah, well, this is it.
0: Uh, I think Lamella's gone. To be honest, I think. Um, I think his time's up. I, I I love the guy, and I know you do. We both yep. love like how aggressive he is and the sort, yep. of, sort of character he is on the pitch, but. Yeah. With respect, look at him and how long he's been at the club, and yeah. look at somebody like Son and how long he's been at the club, and, and the actual yeah. impact and you know yeah. goals and assists. the 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 difference is massive.
1: Son is the replacement for Bale. Yeah, <laughs> that that Lamella was promised. Yeah, exactly.
0: And um, that's the he... sort of player that that we need. We need another Son. We don't need Lamella.
1: We we need a player called Moon, if that can be arranged, if there's a player out <laughs> there who's a great player called Moon because I wanna have a Sun and Moon up front. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, but cool. no, all joking aside, yeah, I'm with you on that. I I would so let's say Lamella's with us next season. I'm not gonna be annoyed because I, I like him. I think he's great in the squad, he all around personality, Pochettino trusts him. But I personally think for Lamella he would enjoy his career more playing in a slower league. Yeah. I think if he went back to Italy, I think he'd have another good five, six seasons playing very well. I think in the Premier League, I think he's only got another year, maybe two at most because of his hips. The, the, because look how badly he's tired this year. Yeah.
0: I, let, you, what, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, let me let me ask you this question. When, when you see Eriksson start again, do you think he's going to score or assist?
1: Eriksson definitely, yeah. When you see yeah.
0: Son... On the starting sheet, do you think he's going to score or assist? Yeah, yeah. When you see Lamella on the scoring sheet... Oh, sorry, on the on the team sheet, do you think he's going to do anything apart from get booked?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's unfair, because you know I play Lamella booking. <laughs> yeah. where, where basically, every time he starts, I ask everybody the minute he will get booked, and everyone plays along. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, you're right. You see my point, yeah. I mean... <laughs> no, 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 you're spot on. And we need to sign a player to come in and do that role in the side. So imagine Lamella, so we've managed to retain Ericsson, He's signed a new five-year deal. He's very happy. Lucas is staying. Deli is saying uh, we've got Sonny and we want to add another player like that, similar to Sonny. We're letting Lamella go. Who for you can come in and do that?
0: Realistic. Uh yeah,
1: I mean I don't think we're signing Messi,
0: mate. Oh, okay, well, uh,
1: <laughs> well that's ruined that plan. Yeah, that's, that's ruined that. We might as well stick with
0: Lamella. Um, I mean I, I've I've been banging my head against brick Wall with Zaha for some time. Um, you know, four or five seasons ago when when we were third states with him, I you yep. know, I hated the idea of it, but. No, he's you know he's the most fouled player in the Premier League, I think, behind Hazard. Yeah. He he is absolutely fantastic. Every time you see him play, he's making something happen, even if he's not you know on on the score sheet. But he's he's the player. If you if you imagine our squad with both Sun and Zaha alongside Kane, it'd be absolutely fantastic, and uh, yeah. that, that's what we need. Um, but you know, I don't know. What do you think?
1: No, I, I agree with you. I mean, the player that we got linked with a lot in January was the lad from the Hull, oh, uh, Bowen. Um, and I know every time I said that to you, I, I could almost sense like your eye twitching and kind of just anger emanating from you. So I'm not going to talk about that too much. There's a <laughs> few kids in the championship who were like speedsters and forwards. Uh, we're kind of being linked with them. Um, for me, I, I'm not sure. And this is kind of where I got stuck. This... If I was to sign a player that I felt one was an achievable signing, but we just have to pay the money they ask for, it is 100% going to be the man from Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. Because I think if we'd paid the 40 million they asked for going into the season we were chasing Leicester, I genuinely believe we'd have won the league that year. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I right hand up to God, swear he would have been the difference in games that we drew. Yeah, and and I think if you have Sonny and him and Kane, that would terrify people. I mean, just terrify them. And you, they'd rotate, move around. Kane would drop deep. One of them would go forward. Uh, you. you I don't know how much he'd cost now, and I don't even know if the kid himself would be interested anymore, because you've got to remember, we went in for him, offered 15 million, Crystal Palace said 40, he handed in a transfer request yeah. to make the move happen, and we kind of made him look stupid by pulling out. Yeah, no. Um. So, whether he'd even want to, I don't know, but, it, you know, fantasy football here, he's the guy I'd want to bring in, and despite um uh, representing his country, an African nation who it's gone clean out of my head now, which is awful. Ivory Coast? Um, yeah, I think it is Ivory Coast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I could be completely wrong. I, I hope, to apologies if I got that wrong, but uh, he is classed as homegrown. You know, born in London, came through the Palace Academy. So, um, another one of those quirks of the system. So, we'd lose Lamella, non homegrown, bring him in. Man, I'd be so happy with that deal, wouldn't you? It
0: would, Honestly, when, when you were saying, you know, those three at front. It'd just be so exciting. Imagine a new stadium. Oh. You, you know, you turn yeah. up, you sit down, you see the team sheets announced, and you oh, see that's... those
1: three up front. Wow, that is that is worth the admission fee. Yeah. You know that you can go into that game, win, lose, or draw. You are going to be entertained by those three. Uh, you, you just couldn't. And if you work on the theory that you've then got Deli, Ericsson, etc., behind putting the ball to them, uh, rotating around, changing our formation about. Uh, you know, Sonny could get rested. Uh, how can get rested? Uh, you know, Kane plays every game because yeah. he gets cranky if he doesn't. <laughs> um, but speaking of Kane and playing every game, uh, we then move into the actual striker position. I think everybody kind of agrees we do need support for Kane. Lorente has hinted he'd be willing to sign a year extension if we wanted him to. His contract's up this summer. Uh, Jansen, I think... That kid needs to leave in a bad way. Um, So let's not even discuss Vincent Janssen with this. Uh, Lorente, would you keep him on for one more year, or would you? Or is there a striker out there or a forward out there you'd prefer us to go for?
0: I think I'd say thanks, but no thanks. Um, Okay. Yeah, you know, I see how hard he's trying at the moment, and. I think we actually need him in the squad, especially without Kane, because we need yep. we need a focal point for for players to play off.
1: Um, I think, yep.
0: But no, I, I think it's uh, it's time we said goodbye and tried to find something better. But you know, now this really is where you are in complete dreamland. If you if you're yep. going to start suggesting players that we should sign, I mean, if we landed Zaha, I'd be quite happy to see him play up front.
1: Yeah, or Sun. S- yeah. Similar, yeah,
0: similar to Sun, like they can play together sort of thing. You've yeah, got, and
1: and uh, Lucas even. Yeah. Lucas has done a very good job doing that role. Yeah. Um Did, so, so you think Lorenzo go and bring in Bowen from Hull, is that what you're saying? I didn't
0: mention that at all. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean depends how much you want to go with it. Depends, you know, if we've actually got any money to spend in summer. You can sell all players you like and you know for a fact, you know, we'll probably bring in like two players. Um, well, but it, it, if, we, you, if we could try and sign another striker, somebody that, that is a bit proven, possibly, you know, older, maybe that that'd be more in our sort of transfer. Well, well that's, that's
1: what we did, that's what we did with Lorenzo. I mean, if you look at his CV, um, you look at the fact he played a season in the Premier League and scored goals for fun. Um, all of that, all the boxes were ticked. Um, and, Unfortunately, I think any player sat on the bench for a prolonged period of time is going to be rusty and struggle to play bit part, you know, come on, come off, play a game, play half a game. I think anyone would struggle with that, yeah um I think you've got to get into a rhythm, and i I think we'd be better rather than trying to sign another striker, you know another player like that, I'd say use the academy you know, for a, a striker, because cause I Sterling, Troy Parrott, but I'd focus the money on signing players like Zaha, a yeah. guy who can play up top, but also that just off of Kane, the forward role as well. Yeah. Um, play wide. Uh, you know, if we're talking fantasy land, the absolute ideal player for me would be Rashford at Man
0: United. Well, yeah, I think um, never in a million yeah. years, but
1: yeah. that type of player who could play nine, and be a focal point, but at the same time looks just as good, just as dangerous when Lukaku's there, he moves out you know, and plays that forward line. Martial is another yeah. one who can do that. Um, Man United have got those players. That's what I think we need to look for. Um, for actual names of players, though, I'm not sure. No. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. Uh, anyway. Yeah,
0: we've been in this situation looking for a backup striker for what? Four, five uh, seasons? Far,
1: far too long. Let yeah, yeah. let let the Academy kids push Kane. Let Kane feel the heat that he put on people in the past yeah. and and have players that can come in and rotate and, and you know put in a performance. Because I I think next season if we're in the Champions League again, you know, all, all Gods willing. Uh I think the League Cup for example could be a competition that just says, Right, the youth team's having that. Like you know, like like Wenger used to do but just say, right, the League Cup this year, the youth team's got it we are going to focus on the FA Cup. We're going to focus on the league. We're going to focus on the champions league and we are going to win one of them this year. You know, (laughs) sort of sort of set your stall, out, say to the team, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going for. Um, and let, and just focus the squad and rotate the squad to try and get the absolute best out of them for those competitions. But who knows, you know, well, that's, that's kind of a side issue, but man, I mean, that's kind of us done. We've worked our way through the team. Um, Hopefully, when people are listening to us, they they kind of agreed with some of them. They're possibly shouting names at us as we speak or calling us names for some of our
0: suggestions. (laughs) Well, I'd Um, I'd love to hear them as well, you know. They can always message the page and, and, you know, I'd like to hear them. But, you know, it's if anybody that's listening does actually want to try and do what we've done, I think they'll realise how hard it is.
1: Yeah, no, no, genuinely, Now, please do this because... Grab grab a bit of paper, grab a pen, 25-man squad, maximum of 17 non-homegrown players. Um, Try and work your way through it, you know, retaining, and, and don't be daft. Don't work on the theory, oh, well, I'll just sign these 15 players and sell these 15. Try and do it in your mind where, yeah, okay, you know, we know the manager. We know Pochettino doesn't like overhauls. So even what me and Dan have suggested is kind of an overhaul in Pochettino's mind. That's like, oh, my word, they're tearing up my squad. And... But... I just think this summer, I think we're going to be forced into it. I think the Toby situation, possibly the Ericsson situation, we are going to be forced to make some calls on players. Um, I'd love us, if we did nothing else, I'd love us to retain Toby and Ericsson and the fullbacks. If we did nothing else, okay, you know, that, that'd that be great for me. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think if we made all those changes, me and you suggested and agreed on, we'd win everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we would. Um yeah. you know, I... I do think it's going to happen, though. You know, I'm not going to you know, say I'm going to do a tattoo or anything. You should. You should do I that. I definitely should not. I've seen no. people get burned by that. But yeah, what I'm saying is, yeah, you know, Poch came out last season and he said, we need to be brave, we need to be brave, we need to do this.
1: <laughs> we have been seriously brave. It is not oh. what I thought he meant. <laughs> exactly. And that's not what he meant. That is definitely not what he meant.
0: So I, th- no. I think he's ready to do it. I think he's ready to rip up the team a little bit. Um. Yep. Given the funds and given promises on the players that he he, he wants to bring in, okay. Yeah, I, I think you might actually do it. But right. Well, one time will tell. One final
1: thing, then before we wrap up, the obviously three or four months ago, the discussion was Pochettino. Would he even be our manager next season? Any doubts in your mind about
0: that? Uh, no. I'm a massive fan of and Solskjaer and long may it continue.
1: Long may he continue. I agree with you. Um, no, I I think Pox not going anywhere. Yeah. This this could come back to bite me in the ass, but no, I, I think we're okay on that sense. But mate, um, massive thank you for joining me uh, on the Valentine's Day special. Uh, much love to everybody for listening. If you're actually listening to this on Valentine's Day, then it's quite possible you're single. Uh, <laughs> if that's the case, then take a take some advice from me. Get a bottle of rum. Uh, drink it, and scream Adele songs at your cat. It's the only way to go. Uh, But a big thank you to everybody for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've sort of laughed along at some of this, and I hope you've been as frustrated and angry at us as we have. Uh, Do message the page. Do get in touch with us. Try and do this. It's not as easy as it sounds, because both of us thought we'd be able to fill this squad, and... I I haven't no. <laughs> I haven't been able to do it. So, uh, but Dan, big thank you for stepping in, mate. No. Uh, I'll speak to you again soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News podcast. Be sure to join over fifty thousand other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News.
0: Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember,
1: to dare is to do.